Thank you for joining us at I-80 Sports today. The Pittsburgh Steelers early 2021 projections. By now, you should all have a pretty good idea of what we're doing here. We're going through all 32 NFL teams. We're talking about projections, how many points, how many yardage for each of the players that are going to be your main fantasy assets. All 32 teams before the beginning of the season. Today, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I can see you're excited there, Steve. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about my team now. Let's let's do it. Let's go. Let's talk and start at the quarterback position, Ben Roethlisberger. Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about where he's going in drafts? Um, Big Ben is currently quarterback 26 with an ADP of 1502. He's been uh, drafted as high as 1104 and as low as undrafted. I have him about 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions this season, just over 4,000 yards. I have him landing in the quarterback 24 spot. And that is just about where his ADP is, maybe even just slightly higher. We're concerned about injuries. We saw what happened when the wheels fell off last year. Steve, why don't you take it away and tell us if you're buying or selling Ben Roethlisberger this season? Well, a lot of a lot of reports are being made about how Ben Roethlisberger is talking about how his arm is, about how his arm was still recovering from surgery last year and how, you know, that def- that definitely had an effect on him. I mean, who's to who's to know i mean we know that he has great weapons around him you know yes yes the offensive line is taking a step back but they did make sure to draft people and sign people to help address that um you know the, the the big thing the big question is if he if he if he puts up good numbers this year is it really going to be his last season yes yeah. i think uh father time is undefeated ben roethlisberger has not Let's just say he hasn't taken care of his body the way some of the other, uh, you know, Tom Brady. Has. I, are you sure? Are you? I'm sure? positive. Yes, yes. From the motorcycle accident to this and that, I'm positive. That's his lifestyle ago. is not the same as Tom Brady. He's not having avocado vodka when he parties. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> is not the same physical specimen. So I think all things considered, um, you know, I'm down. I'm, I, I can't see myself drafting Ben Roethlisberger, except maybe in a two quarterback league. And there's risk. You got to know there's risk. 6.9 intended air yards per pass attempt last year, one of the lowest in the league. However, the Steelers also managed to be 10th in yards after the catch. So that could kind of propel him even if his arm is dead. I would say if you draft him and he's putting up top 12, top 15 numbers in the first six games, mm-hmm. trade him, get rid of him. Because when we see with these old quarterbacks, a lot of times they start strong and get worse as the season progresses. Let's move on and talk about the running game. Yeah, um, we've got Najee. Go ahead. Take it away. Najee Harris, the Alabama running back, is in town. Uh, he's projected to get quite a lot of work as of right now. Offensive line, I know they've made changes. That doesn't change the fact that they're much worse than they're going to be last year. Last year in college, Najee Harris had 251 rushes for 1,466 yards and 26 rushing touchdowns. Also added 43 gaps for 425 and four receiving touchdowns. Really focused on receiving the past year leading up to the draft. I have him 265 rushes for 1,272 yards, eight touchdowns. uh, 33 receptions for 228 and four receiving touchdowns. Moving him up my board just about every week during this preseason. Najee Harris, where is he going in drafts now, Steve? He is drafted as the running back 13. His ADP is 206. 
Um, he's been drafted as high as 105 and as low as 302. And in our Dynasty Debbie League, I was really lucky because I thought Najee would not get back to me. And I and I wound up taking him just around just around 206. But it was a 10-man league, not a 12-man. Yeah, so you took him a little, little ahead of where he's going in a, in a super flex. So we're going to pump the brakes on that right now. Here's my story with Najee Harris, Steve. I like Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have him one spot behind where he's currently going which would mean I would need to rise faster than his current ADP. I don't think that's going to happen. I love Najee. I'd like to get him in drafts. Here's my value of him, and here's popular opinion. It's just it's rising faster. It's not going to be enough to offset. I probably won't own any Najee Harris, and he's going to be electric to watch. Got a great price on him. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of my mock drafts that I've been doing over the last two weeks, like it, it, no matter who I get in the first round, like my, my first round targets are normally like your Nick Chubbs, your Aaron Jones. Cause I like drafting at the ends of the first rounds and like, no matter what on the turn, when it, when it comes back to me, if Najee's there, Najee is the person that I take in the second round. His upside is tremendous. He's typically being drafted within the top 10 of, of running backs. He, you know, his ADP, his ADP, you know, the, the fantasy football calculator obviously has his ADP in one position, but like where he's being drafted is completely different because when I was mock drafting on ESPN, he's the running back 14 around your ADP, but on sleeper, he, he's like running back. I think he's running back 12 or 13. So like, you know, it, but he's he, in but that he, range for sure. Mm-hmm. If we look at expert consensus ranking, the uh, all the experts they come up with their consensus. Najee Harris is thirteen, so we do have to move on. Talk about some wide receivers, but I think it's it's correct to agree it's a preference thing. He's appropriately priced for right now. Let's see what he brings through this season. We mm-hmm. got to talk about a trio of wide receivers: Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool. All bring different things to the game for me. Let's start with Juju. Okay. Juju certainly has been trending down in the NFL and on fantasy boards, which is fair because his production has dropped each season. Last season, he did have nine touchdowns, which was surprising for me to go back and look. (laughs) This season, I project Juju will have 120 targets, 88 receptions, 1,007 yards, and eight touchdowns. That is also probably the highest projection you will see from anyone in the fantasy industry. Where is he going in drafts now, Steve? Um, Right now, he's wide receiver 33. His ADP is 712. He's gone as high as 507 and as low as 909. He is currently my wide receiver 17, um, and he's up to 20 on our draft board. That is a huge disparity. That is one of my largest disparities that you're going to find in my draft rankings. Currently, I, I just... I like Juju. I don't know. I, I have faith he's done it before. He can get back to the promised mm-hmm. land. Um, this is obviously a Big Ben reliant pick. Big Ben needs to have his arm. Big Ben needs to have a little protection from this O-line for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And if those, which are pretty big ifs, come to fruition, I think Juju Smith-Schuster might be the highest ceiling. We've seen it before. He's a superstar in the league. I like him this year, and I will be drafting him, probably overdrafting him at his current price. Yeah, and the thing is, the thing is, is that I went back and I went, I went back and I looked at his, um, his receiving percentages. He's always in the seventy percent on his receiving, so that's that's like a big point in his favor because you know, and I'm going to save most of my comments for when we talk about Deontay, um, but like with all the other receivers on the team, 
Juju has been the most receive uh, consistent with his receiving percentage. And that's all I'm going to say. And he's the most polished route runner. He catches the ball. If you can put it in his hands, let's move to Deontay Johnson because he's the slot receiver for an aging no, quarterback. Not. No, Deontay's on the outside. Juju's on the inside. Depends on where you look. It's going to change from play to play. Um, now I have him at nine. Now I got to edit this whole. Sorry. Cause Deontay is the outside guy. He's not the slot. That is, that is not what I'm seeing anywhere at all, but okay. I will trust you because you're the Steelers fan. Deontay Johnson. Now he's going to be a good target this year for an aging Ben Roethlisberger. Um, his 92 targets in 2019 grew to 144 targets last season. Mm-hmm. Um, However, he's only averaging six yards before the catch last season and his yards after catch 4.5 needs to improve if he's going to be a true force on this team. Yeah, I have him at 140 targets, 88 receptions, 1,014 yards, five touchdowns, very close to Juju's numbers. Steve, yeah. where is Deontay Johnson going now in draft? Well, um, he is wide receiver 22 with an ADP of 508, um, going as high as 308 and as low as 608. Currently, I have Deontay as 27th on my big board, which is uh, five later than he's going. He's been flying off every draft way earlier than I would be willing to take him. I think if we're talking about the floor play, I think it is Deontay Johnson here. I just don't see him as having that immense upside, especially given the current situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talk about his yards after catch. That is abysmal. If he's going to be catching close to the line of scrimmage, that's got to go up. So I want to see some improvement from Deontay Johnson's numbers before I take him. And I'm, I'm going to let him go. I'm going to let someone else draft him. He's going to be someone else's problem this year. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I'm going to say that the most comments I'm going to make on the Seals wide receivers are going to be here because I'm going to be looking we're going to look at some of the numbers here um, because I, I believe that Juju is the best on the team and I'm going to stand by that. But Deontay Johnson is the number one option and the numbers show it because Big Ben targeted Johnson at a more consistent rate last season. Deontay was targeted 144 times nine times per game. Juju was targeted 128 times, which was eight targets per game. And Chase Claypool was targeted 109 times, 6.8 times per game. And Ebron was targeted 91 times, 5.7 per game. Um, But Deontay Johnson had 10 games, 10 games, where he received more than 10 targets, and Juju, um, Juju's w- only had four 10-target games. The only difference is, like I said earlier with Juju, the catch percentage. Juju has a 75.8% catch rate to Deontay Johnson's 61.1. You know, if, if Deontay Johnson was to move those numbers up into the 70s range, that, that, would, um, that would put him close to the numbers that you were projecting for him um, and you know, it, it, and, and that would have, and that would have put him as a top 10 wide receiver if his, if his, his, his catch percentage was just higher. So, you know, the big, the big thing is, is there, what I, all I'm trying to say is, is that there is a lot of untapped potential here for Deontay. And I would love to see that potential. Unleashed. When you look at catch percentages in the seventies, those are generally slot receivers, uh, guys with shorter routes. So the fact that Deontay Johnson had such a low target and he was only catching the ball 60% of the time, that's probably why I'm out. Just something doesn't sit right there. But let's move on to talk about Chase Claypool, the third prong in this three prong passing attack. In my projections, I have him at 63 receptions, 909 yards and six touchdowns. Definitely the lowest upside, but maybe also the lowest floor. Um, you're taking a lot of risk with Chase Claypool, especially where he's going in drafts now, Steve. 
Yeah, because he's wide receiver 29. He's the second of the trio, and his ADP is 701, being drafted as high as 504 and as low as 808. Yeah, I'm out on that. He's 37th on my big board, and I won't be owning any of Chase Claypool. I just think he's he's being drafted like a star, and he hasn't proven that yet. Again, with these guys, with this situation going on, I'm happily be proved wrong. I'm mm-hmm. out on Chase Claypool this year. Yeah, and and you know the thing is, is that you're right because this because the split between the first half of the season and the second half of the season just cannot be overlooked. You know, he was a top ten receiver going into the first half last year, but then but then he only cracked the top ten once in the final eight games. You know, he had you know he had a lot of upside, being getting almost 900 yards in his rookie season. So, but so if if that if that can be more consistent, you know, 900 yards. For a third wide receiver option, that's good for a wide re- for a low wide receiver two, high wide receiver three. So that so there is a lot of upside and a lot of potential there. Again, I will be passing on Chase Claypool, but again, on this team, any one of these guys can go. And in the NFL, mm-hmm. you're always one injury away from being, you know, the next starting guy. Let's talk about tight end because this is going to be interesting. Eric Ebron is the incumbent who actually kind of quietly had a good season last year. They did draft Pat Fryermuth, who is going to be the tight end of the future. I don't have him playing a huge role this year um, under tight end 24. I don't even rank them. So he is not on my ranking board, but I do have him projected to play some part in this offense. But let's talk about Eric Ebron because I have loved Eric Ebron at certain points in his career. I have him. Um, let's see. I have about a 65-35 split with Fryermuth, and that lands about 125 targets towards the tight end position. Therefore, I have Ebron with about 70 targets, 44 receptions, 485 yards, and four touchdowns. However, he does have considerable upside. I remember when he was in Indianapolis, they were handing him the ball. He was getting rushing touchdowns. So I like Eric Ebron. I like what they're doing with him this year. And I think he's not faded from fantasy relevance just yet. Yeah, because he's currently undrafted. But, you know, like I said, he had 91 targets last season. You know, the way that the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is, Fryermuth is not going to overtake him anytime soon. So, you know, so Ebron, Ebron could definitely be a good reserve tight end. I agree. I have him at tight end 24, which is the back end of uh, tight end two. That is based on projections, not ranking. So just keep that in mind. Around all the other guys who are being drafted in that spot, I like him considerably, considerably better. Like if we look at Eric Ebron, directly behind him, Jared Cook. I mean, that, that's a no question, right? Behind yeah. him, uh, Jordan Akins, Mo Ali Cox, Gerald Everett. I mean, he's in this spot with with nobodies. I, I I would give I would give more upside to Everett than Ebron. In my opinion. I, I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. I'm the tight end whisperer after all. We, we know I'm going to know this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are some players that I am going to briefly mention um, who I have not talked about, and those would be the running back kind of handcuffs: Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland. For me, I think there's going to be some movement with Benny Snell. There have been rumors all offseason that he could be traded, especially if a top-end running back goes down. Would you also put Anthony McFarland as the true handcuff here to Najee Harris? No, no, I wouldn't. Um, if if any if Snell's not traded, if Snell's not traded, Snell's the Snell is the backup. Um, Anthony McFarland is kind of like that gadget back that Tomlin likes to have every now and then. 
Um, it's a pro- he he likes having those project backs that can possibly you know give some position flexibility. But it, it, you know, I don't see him as a true run uh, as the true handcuff here. No. Okay. And uh, yeah, again, Benny Snell. Keep an eye out if you want to draft him as a handcuff. You may end up with a starting running back for another team. We've already heard some you know rumors. I know with the Rams lost a running back. There there have been there's been there's rumors of movement. I would be surprised if Benny Snell finishes this season as a Pittsburgh Steeler, but that's all to be determined. Steve, do you have any final thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers 2021 season? Um, I The only thing I'm going to say is, is I think people are going to get more from the Steelers than they expect. Um, I don't expect them to completely flounder this year like people expect them to. Um, let's just, Homer. You know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm, we- I'm wearing my Juju jersey and my Steelers hat. What do you expect? It is what it is. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us at ID Sports. This has been our 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers projections. We're covering all 32 teams, no matter who they are. We have them right here at ID Sports. Thank you again for watching.